Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Today's guest is Dan Shields. I recorded this in my bedroom in Providence, and he recorded his episode in his part of his house somewhere. I don't know where he recorded it exactly, but he was at his house. So Dan and I did a Skype interview, but the sound quality does not sound of that on Skype. It does sound just like your average podcast. If I didn't mention it was on Skype, you might not have been able to notice but it was really fun. Uh, we're looking to do more of these because it gets guests that I wouldn't be able to have on as often because they live very far away. Uh, so a lot of good New Jersey references in this episode if you're from the region. Uh, we talk about Dan's cool band, The Raritan. You should check them out at facebook.com slash The Raritan. I think they're on SoundCloud. Uh, the last time Dan was on the show was when we hung out at Memorial Day and I got to see his band play. And the following day, we went to go see Folly in Long Island do the reunion show, which we've had uh, John Tumalo on and working on getting some of the other members on the show in the near future. Uh, me and Dan talk about it in the episode, there's like a someone recorded that show. I don't think it was the one I was at, but in Long Island, the reunion show it was a weekend. And me and Dan just geek out over that in the episode and in life. Like the day it happened, we kept texting each other. I'll post a link for that on here as well. Uh, you know, follow us on Facebook dot com slash Let's Us Chat. I started a Twitter for the uh, podcast. You could follow it at Let's Chat Podcast. It's on Twitter. I don't know. It's it's really not that great. We have a Tumblr. I'm making a real life website, and then I'm gonna back off the social media because it's kind of not my thing. Uh, so that should be up soon. Make sure. You, uh, as always, if you uh, want to provide any feedback, email us at letschatpodcast.gmail.com and we will send you a free spice rub courtesy of There's the Rub, there's com. My brother-in-law, Alex, who's been on the show, uh, you can listen to him all about his process of making these amazing, amazing spice rubs. They're great. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for Dan for coming back again. And this is not be the last of Dan. I know he's coming up here in November. And we're recording again, hopefully with a guest. And we're looking to do these Skype ones, hopefully once a month at least. Um, oh, today is actually my one-year wedding anniversary. Dan was one of the groomsmen in my wedding. And could I have asked for a better groomsman? Getting married was fucking awesome. And now it's been one full year. Uh, today, October 20th, is when this is going up. Uh, yeah, whoever thought that uh, at 30, I'd be married for a year. Not the... Not the younger version of me, so I'm very happy. I love you, Victoria. And if you want to get to know Victoria a little bit, she's been on the podcast a few times, and she will be back as you, again. Well, thank you for listening, and here. The opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Debris Funk, Master Flex, Love, Bump, Star, Ski Oh man, um, so how have you been since Memorial Day? That's the last time I saw you I've, uh, I've been pretty well, I think You had a, without, we don't have to get into deets But you had a good life change where you got like uh, a new, You got the new job, right? Yeah, I got a new job And you have like Adult hours. Kind of. Like, you're up they're, in the morning. They're a little before adult hours. Yeah. But it's it's still, uh, it's nice. It's Monday through Friday, so I have the weekends. Get the fuck out of here. I've never had that my entire life. 
Yeah, this is the first time um, I've ever had it, and I'm still pretty unclear what to do with it. Does it feel weird when you need to get shit done and you're like, huh, can't do that on a Monday or a Thursday or a, like a Wednesday morning? Yeah, and it's always like, what? where the fuck are all these people coming from? And then I remember that we have the same schedule. You're one of them. Oh my god! So do you resent? Do you don't? I I feel like when I go into like I I don't I don't work a Sunday in a number of years, fortunately, and um, but now that I don't work Sundays when I work I still work Saturdays. But whenever I go into like a coffee shop or any sort of retail establishment on a Sunday, I feel like I need to let the the barista or someone know like, listen, I know the struggle. I've worked weekends and nights. I always feel like. I don't know. Whenever somebody said that to me, they were like, just to let you know, I know the struggle, but I'm going to be a total shithead. And have this whole day off and do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that um, that extra half a pump, uh, I really hated it, so I'm going to need you to make this drink over again. <laughs> but don't worry. I used to wait tables. I used to wait tables. It's fine. But you were doing like... Late, like you were at, bar, at one point, you've done like bartender hours, or like getting out three o'clock in the morning, kind of thing. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I did when I first moved up here. I did overnights. It was ten p.m. to eight a.m. and uh, and then for some reason, I would always have this idea that I should still, I should still work. So some there was a few times where I would do like ten p.m. to eight a.m. and then I would walk down to downtown, work there from like nine to two, get home at like. Three two thirty, sleep for like five or six hours, wake up, have dinner, and then go back to work at ten, and then being like, I've been awake for however many ever hours, and I've been being paid for all of them. <laughs> that sounds like my wife's hours. Yeah, Melissa, she's she's a fucking trooper too. When we were down there, she was always working, and she brought yep. us sandwiches. Yes, she did. I'm kind of glad you brought up your wife because I um I wrote down being married. Did you know that when we got married, that that shit means forever? Yes. Fuck. Yes, I do. I feel like I've been lied to, and I don't know what to do. I thought it was like a five-year kind of thing, and then you can start over and do whatever. But like more recently, because um, oh my, so the day this airs will actually be my one-year wedding anniversary, which you were a integral part of as the person I married. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it happened. So we should. So we should just bash marriage for the entirety of the episode yeah i would that's but i don't know about you but marriage doesn't feel any different than it was like with just being in a live-in relationship no it's pretty much the same i i think it's like the kids if you have if you're a couple that ends up having kids which is something i'm looking forward to uh i think that's where it changes a lot but like just the like me and victoria and i, I think you melissa did you guys live together first Yep. Yeah, so it was like, oh, all right. And, like, Victoria didn't change her last name. And then our bank accounts were already tied together. It was just, like, a huge-ass party. And now I'm like, all right. I, I mean, I'm very happy, but it was just – I think adults kind of treated me a little bit differently. That might have been the only big difference. Like, when you say – Yeah, that's something that's weird where people are like, oh, you're married? I was like – like, uh, Yeah. 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 Well, my – I can't be married? 
because I look like a shithead, I can't be married. I know. It's like, well, screw you. And like, it's like, oh yeah, like when we were just dating and living together, our commitment didn't matter until we got married. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because I cheated on her all the time. That's not true. There wasn't even an opportunity to, to cheat, so I'm not playing the moral high ground here. It just, it never even came up. There's a, there's not because once you're married, they're always there. <laughs> they're always there. And we, they're always there. So you you were um, uh, you were actually one of my groomsmen. Yes, it was. I, I from what I, that was a that was a fucking awesome day, man. And you, man, you were Mister Wedding. You knew. You, I think I'm, I'm. I know for a fact you helped me tie my tie, put on my suit, and keep me on track for the majority of the day, and then danced. Speaking speaking of which, how many how many groomsmen do you do you think? Um, Listen to this podcast. One, and that would be my brother. One, that. Um. Well, then I. I, I well, Bo. It, yeah, I, I don't. I, I bet Bo will. I know he's listened to some. Um, pod, it's kind of a weird thing. Unless someone personally tells me they listened, I have no fucking clue. And sometimes, like, I I be hanging out with someone for like a long period of time, and then one day they'll casually drop something that they heard on the podcast. So I was like, oh, so you have listened to. So maybe two. I don't think my cousin Nick does because I don't. He's not a technology person. He doesn't actually have the internet. No, I I don't think he has Facebook. I think he listened to the John Tumble episode because I texted it to. I texted him it. So my, maybe he listened to that. But also, a lot of people don't really like podcasts. There's still like that weird thing where they're like, it's the next big pop culture explosion that still hasn't caught on quite yet. It's so close though. It's so close. Wait, it's a well. Uh, I mean, a long way around it. The actually comment I wanted to make was for your brother, anyway. Oh, hi, Aaron. Come on the show. Hello. Never button your bottom button. Oh, <laughs> never. Oh my god. I don't know why. I still don't know why. I could probably Google it, but I won't. I I don't want to know why. I just want to know that it's something that you never do. I never knew that. Possibly, possibly my favorite button. I, I bet it has something to do with like, um, like a pocket watch. Huh. I don't own a pocket watch. Because that would make sense. I guess. You have to put the chain through the bottom one, so the bottom one's never done. Oh. But, all right, now I'm going to Google it. I don't know. Some, some mysteries gonna... are better left unsolved. You're right. Like what Alex Trebek did before Jeopardy. Oh, my fucking God. Why did... Why did he get to be on Jeopardy? I actually kind of... Oh, I used to know the answer. He hosted a different game show. He did. And when somebody posed me that question last week, and I said, Canadian news anchor. Huh. Because he was on but then, Nerdist Podcast, and he talked about... He was a host of something. I don't know what he did before that, because he, he was a really boring person to listen to, so I turned it off. Yeah, he was... Um, I don't know. He he was a Canadian nude newscaster. Canadian nude caster. He's a nude Canadian caster of the news. <laughs> yeah. He did the he did naked news in Canada back in 1960. So is that like news but polite <laughs> and naked and they're eating uh and they're eating ham instead of bacon? <laughs> Pardon me for uh, my nudity. Uh, today's weather is cold. Um oh, cold. because it's Canada. Um, and someone will be along shortly to uh, rebroadcast this in French. 
Oh my god. Well, if we were in New Jersey, it would be Taylor Ham. No, it would be pork roll. Taylor Ham is a brand of pork roll. I don't understand cuz Victoria's family always brings up Taylor Ham and bagels. It's amazing. It's because they're from North Jersey. So there's a difference. There is a difference. You New Jersey. Oh man, fucking But it's the Taylor Ham is a brand of pork roll. Now what's like, a pork roll? It's just ham, right? No, nobody really knows what a pork roll is except for the fact that it's delicious. Is it another mystery? Like, you just don't want to know what's in there? It's like that Simpsons episode when they show what's in a hot dog, and it's like a piece of a shoe, exactly. the face, and the butt of a pig? It's almost exactly like a hot dog. you just like, you're better off not knowing. Yeah, there's a good chance that it's lower on the totem pole than hot dog, so lower, I really uh, don't want to know. Lower USDFA, uh, whatever it is, USDA certification. I feel like it's it's somewhere in between, like it's that, that step between hot dog and scrapple. <laughs> what, now, what's scrapple? That's the thing. Scrapple is the stuff that's left after a hot dog. Huh. And then there's just like an extra like... Have you ever opened a can of Spam and there's, like, that weird, like, fatty slime around it? You know who loves Spam, and this is the only reason I've ever had Spam? Remember Shawnee Mo? Of course you remember Shawnee Mo. Of course. Yeah, that guy loved the Spam, and he was our gangster friend, and who's extremely nice and polite. And after, like, a heavy night of uh, partying, he would wake up early or have not gone to sleep. I'm not sure which. And would make us breakfast. He would make us spam and eggs. Like I'm not even kidding. This happened so many times where you'd wake up, and he would just be in the kitchen, just like kind of singing, wide awake, possibly having some whiskey in his hand still. I don't recall, and making breakfast for everybody. And you're like, you're you're a fucking enigma. Who are you? Shana? Well, yeah, it's, spam is delicious. Oh, it's so gross, but I loved it. <laughs> oh, see, I feel like. Pork roll is better than Spam because Spam is a combination of meats. You know where I first had my Taylor Ham slash pork roll? I don't know if you would actually know this place, but it was called uh, GNA's on Route 22 in some town in North Jersey. And um, it was actually Aguim and Ken that brought me there. I, I don't know the place specifically. Um but I do know that if it has initials and it's on a highway in New Jersey, chances are it was delicious. And every uh, sandwich title had a, uh, a celebrity's name. So there was like the James Gandolfini and the, the Howard Stern. And they were all people who have eaten there. I want to say Butler, but I don't know cool. if that's – or Jefferson. I don't know. It was I don't Those are are two very likely names. I don't know. Of, and now even looking back at it, it's like that's kind of odd that there's a moment in my life where I was hanging out with a game and Ken at the exact same time. Why was that? Was oh. it after a uh, ski lot show? It was after a Hope with Heart or before a Hope with Heart party. I think it was the year before Hope with Heart one year we all had like a big party at Laura's house. And um I was down I came down early and I hung out with a one time I hung out with a game and then him and Anthony, me, him, and Jeff went out to dinner. I think Arbin. I don't remember. And then me, him, and Anthony, I think twice. This happened twice in the same like month. They came with me to a couple of Hope with Heart parties. I don't know why. Well, I know why, because we're friends. 
but it was <laughs> it was it was kind of cool. I think a game came, and then he slept outside for some reason. Oh, I remember you that. were there. That's the time that we played beer pong. No, I was I was not there. No, you weren't. I don't remember much of my life. So if anyone can listen to this and correct it for me, that would be great. But Bo was there. I know Bo was there. Bo was there. All the other crew. I, th- I think that I had work. Something got screwed up. And then I saw everybody the next day. Yeah. And it was like, oh, Aguim was just like sleeping on the porch. Yeah, Ken peed himself. Like, yep, that's pretty. That was pretty standard. Yeah, maybe like it was kind of like if if Ken didn't pee himself, then it wasn't a good party. That might have been a different time. I don't remember. They all kind of meld together, but that was. I think every time that that I went to a party with Ken. He peed himself. One time, when we, that time we went to the ski lodge show to see Folly, um, I had gotten there. At, uh, Ken and Aguim actually went to high school together, so they like knew each other. And I, I saw Aguim first. Ken told me he couldn't make it, and I was kind of bummed. And I saw Aguim, and he's like, oh, I just saw your friend Ken. I was like, no, he can't come. He's like, pretty sure I saw him. So I walk outside, and I call him, and I hear a phone ring, and I turned around, and he was right there. And then he showed me this stuff called Gingling. But I had told Ryan in summer I would drive back to Connecticut, and I don't really. Oh, yeah. This is one of the very few times I've ever really been that drunk in my entire like even drunk. I've ever really been drunk. I've probably only been drunk maybe like fifteen times in my life, and I think they said I came back fifteen minutes later and I was shirtless and diving in mud, and it was Ken's fault. Yeah, that was Bo's. Um, I don't remember if that specific day was his birthday or it was like his birthday weekend. Yeah. Oh, man, that, but that's, that was fun. That was the last day that the window on my car opened. Wow. Because I picked Bo up, and we were like, we started driving, and it was really nice out, so we put the windows down. Mm. But, you know, as we were getting further north, it started to get a little chilly. It was like one of those early spring days where it's super nice during the day and then drops back down. And he went to go put the window back up, and it just never went. <laughs> that sucks so hard. Which car was that? That was the first uh, blue Buick Century. Oh, I love your car. We got all the cool stickers. That was the one with like with the uh, with the rag top, but it wasn't convertible. It was just a cloth top. <laughs> Did you have a a, a a sticker that said Jersey Scum or something like that? Actually, uh, on that car, uh, Evan took paint markers. And drew all over it, so it did say Jersey Scum on one side. Evan, who's your amazing tattoo artist? Yes. Who I? Re- but at that time, he was just some shithead running around. Whoever ever thought that that him just running around being a shithead would turn into a, a respectable profession? Yeah. And I only say you respectable know? because his reality TV show is about his profession, so therefore it's uh, it's legit. That's right. <laughs> With uh, Dave Navarro. That's right. If there's a reality TV show. Um, I like the first season of uh, one of those shows in Miami. But fuck that. That topic's not even worth talking about. Because that show that we saw in Vernon... I th- am I wrong to say I don't know what year I'm bad with like dates, but I want to say that was around like peak folly height and they were playing a small venue. 
I think it was maybe not peak peak at their highest of their height, but they were playing a very small. They're playing a ski lodge at a time where they could and 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 were playing much bigger venues. I want to say that it was like it had to be like the spring of two thousand and seven. Yeah, I don't know what year insane um, uh, resist convenience came out. But that been that show. If we look back. It was you, me, Ken, uh, and then Summer, and Ryan. Who you just saw Ryan? I did just see Ryan. Bo was there too. This weekend? No, no. Uh, actually, no. I saw I saw Bo last week. I helped him move. Oh yeah. Uh, but Ryan, Ryan and Lisa came down uh, this week. Dude, I'm I'm that was, I, Bo was. I I have to. I'm I'm still. I'm get Bo is. Being scheduled at this point, where Bo's still coming on, that will be a fun episode. He has a story of Ken at one point in the night being so drunk he was uh, urinating off the deck and trying to pee into people's cups. <laughs> yeah, Ryan had texted me. Uh, Ryan is Ryan Lermit, who was actually uh, the guest when you were on. Um, he's one of our mutual friends. I got so happy that you uh, you guys are like buddies. That makes me like it, it, you have no idea because I love you guys both so much. And you're both the most easygoing dudes ever. Yo, it was really cool. Um, Did he surprise you? Did he even tell down. you? Yeah, we had. Um, I think he he had hit me up like a uh, a couple of months ago. I guess uh, Lisa had a um, um a conference, like right? A, like a uh, yeah conference uh, in Atlantic City uh, on. Oh, today, uh, Tuesday. Oh, it was t- uh, okay. I remember he. Uh, we went to the Big E with them a couple weeks ago. And we saw them. And they were telling us about it, and I was like, "Oh man, Atlantic City sucks, but you have a good time." What well, Atlantic City's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, dirty as shit. Well, that's why it's awesome. Yeah, I'm dirty as shit too, man. Yeah, but you're more fun. <laughs> that's true. I like New Brunswick dirty. Well, actually, I didn't think New Brunswick was dirty at all, but. I didn't. I didn't take you to the right spots. Oh yeah. Although you were at the Core Tavern, so oh, that place was cool, man. I really liked that joint. Um, that place is the best. So that must have been fucking. Because then the next night he was in New York City and he went to the Comedy Cellar. I was super jealous. Yeah, they um they came down. Um, they caught. I guess the um the second half of the show. Your uh, headlining um, show at the Court Tavern. It's not. It, that's it's not as cool as it sounds. I am not gonna let you uh, self-deprecate yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, it was really cool. Yeah, that must. Have been and cool, I'm really though. glad we got to do it. But it was, I mean, it was upstairs, and there was there was 40 people there. That that that's, I, you know how hard it is to get me out of my house. There was a really cool like festival yesterday for free. And I decided to stay home and play PlayStation. So if you got forty adults out of their house, you fucking you you did it, man. Well, I mean that's kind of like going to private school and not paying your own tuition. You you don't really try. You don't try. You just do it. But that must have been. But if you cool. had to pay your own tuition, you're gonna go all out. Yeah. You know? Because um, I, I actually wanted. Because last time you were on, it was a lot of fun, and I, I and I still think I'm honing this whole uh, hosting skill. I know there was a lot of question, a lot of stories we started, and I kept forgetting to get back to. I really actually wanted to kind of get more deep about like how did your band the Raritan come to be? Because I know that like you you and Bo are both been playing music forever, and like 
doing band things, but this is probably, it, correct me if I'm wrong, this is probably the farthest that I've known you that the ba- that you've be joined a band and like continued on. Oh yeah, this is definitely um, the most I've I've ever done with a band. And you guys are um, really good. And I'm not just saying that because we're friends. Because we're the friends. If you sucked, I'd be like, that was fucking terrible. But you guys are really good. And I really appreciate that honesty. You know who I really like I think... too. Uh, that the band before you, Game Day Regulars, like that would be a tour that you guys should do together. You guys were so fucking perfect together. They're really awesome. They actually just played on Friday with us. Um, they were at, uh, actually. You saw a three fifths of the show the last time you were down. Yeah. Um, we played with uh, Maya's Ruin and Game Day Regulars uh, on Friday, as well as uh, the Memorial Day show. Nice. And then uh, we had two other bands, uh, Hell Mary and Entropy, um, both of which just ripped. Like it was, it was a pleasant surprise. I should have, I should have listened to both before the show. Because I had the access to uh, the interwebs, <laughs> and there was even links that were posted in front of my face that I, I was like, I could click it, or I could fall asleep on the couch right now. But don't you want the element of surprise? Like sometimes I miss that, like going to a concert and seeing a band I've never seen before, and then actually just falling in love with the live performance. Like that doesn't happen for me often, and that happened at your show because you know I heard your band. And it was great, but the other bands I had never saw, and like, and it's just different live. And I was like, "That's Dan, that's silly Dan Shields," and he's like a lead singer, and and people that I don't know, and I'm guessing he doesn't know as well, actually like his band and are singing along. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really weird. Although anybody who's singing along, um, definitely does know who we are, yeah. and I probably talk to them on the phone. <laughs> no, you guys and, are like I always joke that because I, I live far away. So, but you're I refer to you as the house band at the court tavern. I don't know if that's even true. I just uh, no, that's a that's been a joke for a little while now. That's not a bad place to to be a house band at. I mean, like you just got the fucking bouncing souls just played there. Did you get to go to that? I I actually worked security downstairs. It was fucking ridiculous. Did Pete, uh, give you the old nod, like, hey, there's that kid I see sometimes. Um, yeah, actually, oh. which still blows my mind. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. But I wanna. So I was walking upstairs after everybody was cleared out, and it was just like, "Oh, hey, Dan, what's up?" Oh God, get out of here. What? I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like a different band, but like, Bouncing Souls are like. There's only a few bands of like that generation, way before our time, of that level. It's like that I. I'm sure someone knows more than me, but like, I can see, like Bouncing Souls and like Bad Religion are of that same elk of just like old dudes who just never quit. And Less Than Jake, I guess I'd put in that category of just the bands that just never stopped doing it. Maybe they never got like. Would you also uh, say like Lifetime? Yeah, but Life, I mean, obviously Lifetime, but they broke up and then came back, which I think is I still respect immensely. But Bouncing Souls never turned into Weekend Warriors. Like, they've been a full-time band forever. I mean, I, th- I would assume that they have other income, and there's always, like, stuff within it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, um, I mean, this- Pete has this 
pretty cool band, Small Talk, um, that he that started recently. They played their um, air quotes first show at the Court Tavern uh, as like a practice thing. Oh, okay. They used a different name and everything, and then had their official first show in Asbury, which is cool. What were they called? Uh, Small Talk. I love that name. That's really cool. I'll, I'll get. It's, um, I'll have to get links. For it's all this it's, shit. it's more mellow. Yeah, I liked. Um, well, you're in like. Did you ever see that documentary, Bastards of the Young, about the New Brunswick basement scene? No. It's really cool. Paulson's in it. That is really cool. Um, is um, is the basement scene still exist down there? It does. And then I don't know much about it. Yeah. Um. It seems like like there's kind of a separation. Mm-hmm. There's like a few bands that that go back and forth, uh, but there's like a, a separation as far as like I would say like opening acts at the Court Tavern and like and like basement headliners, you know? Yeah. Whereas kind of like there's there's definitely a crew of bands that plays basements all the time. Yeah. And then every once in a while, you know, we'll get, we'll play at the court. And then there's bands that play at the court that just don't get offered basement shows, I guess. I don't know. That's funny. Maybe, maybe at this point I'm not asking the right questions. Yeah. It's tough. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works anymore. But I imagine a basement show is a lot more personal, so you want to be a little more like guarded in who you're inviting. But like you hear these stories, like 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 for kids of our elk of like the late 2000 like punk rock kids of like like uh, what is it? The, uh, the the legend the legend is that uh, Jeff from Thursday uh, wanted he booked his own shows in basements. And so he put Thurs he I think it was like Thursday, Saves the Day in Midtown played it might have been Thursday's first show, but it's one of Saves the Day's first show as well. And it was like Thursday came to be just because Jeff wanted to book shows and nothing more. And it's fucking Thursday. Well yeah. And then like I mean that's pretty much like, And that's New Brunswick. That's what I don't know what oh god, I can't remember the street name he said it was on. Um, there's this great podcast called Going Off Track. Which is all it is. It's like comedians and like musicians of all the music you and I love. Like, and he's on there, and it's it's hosted by Stephen from. Uh, he used to be on Fuse at Stephen's Untitled Rock Show, and uh, a few other. Guys. Okay, that that guy. Yeah, I didn't. I I and some. His name's Jonah Bear. He's in United Nations, and his sister's on SNL. So it's like awesome, awesome comedians, and then awesome musicians. I mean, I've listened to so many episodes. Um, did you know the drummer of Thursday now plays in a boy band? He plays in a lot of bands, actually. Yeah, and he's all. I think Jeff uh, told me that he, and I think someone else from Thursday, or maybe it was Head Automatica, are the the drums and like keyboardist for like Dancing with the Stars and it's like TV shows. That could be true. I know that he's going uh, out on tour with Yellow Card. Do you know him? I, uh, I. Have been acquainted with him. him. Tucker, I think his name is. He seemed like a really yeah. cool guy. He's super cool, super down to earth. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't know where does it get creepy. Like you, you know somebody and then follow him on Instagram. 
Um, that, isn't that our generation now? That's like the thing. Like I have Facebook friends or friends that I haven't spoken to in years, but we still. But if they join Instagram, I'm going to follow them and vice versa. But we don't talk. It's. I I think as far as like platforms go, like Facebook was the first one. So there's friends on there that I haven't talked to in years. But I ain't deleting them. And when like Instagram comes and like you kind of cut it down. Yeah. You're like, I don't really want to see pictures of your food because I haven't had food with you in a long ass time. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that all of my like heroes from New Brunswick, you have, I know you've rubbed elbows with. Pro- it could be true, uh, and a lot of times it's kind of unbeknownst to me. Yeah, well, John, uh, when I had John Tomolo of Folly on, he's, um, afterwards we were talking, and he said that a lot of the bands that I once really loved reside in Jersey City, and there's like a kind of a renaissance of old punk rock dudes of that of his scene in like Jersey City in New York right now, and like, oh. I thought that was pretty Oh, yeah, cool. definitely. We had a lot of great bands from this region. I I was always jealous because New Jersey and Long Island had the best fucking shows, and then Connecticut we had some great stuff, and then it it changed, and then, but man, you guys kind of had the runoff. Yeah, we we definitely got lucky that we got a lot of bands when they would start to get a little bigger would, would do off one off show, and um, it was actually Mark of Manic Productions that brought up almost everybody. So we oh yeah, it, that dude puts on everything killer shows. I love I loved where you live. Like I love New Brunswick and like um all the delicious food we had too, more importantly. Oh yeah. What was that sandwich place you brought us to that Obama went to? Oh, that was Tasty Subs. That was amazing. And you got you got tuna of all things. Is that bad? I don't know I I've just never been with anybody that that has ordered a tuna sub. Really? That's all I get. That was my first experience with tuna sub. Oh, it's delicious. And, hey, they did a good fucking job, by the way. Like, take that subway. Go fuck yourself. It was... Oh, subway's a joke. I know. They're 11-inch sandwiches, and I always feel like shit after I eat them. But when you work in rural Massachusetts, and you have nothing around you, and you forget to bring your lunch, and it's like, what do you do? It's like stop and shop, fast food, or subway. Stop and shop. Yeah, it's usually what happens. Stop and shop deli department, man. Oh, yeah. Did you ever work in a deli? Have... I feel like you might be someone who worked in a deli at some point in your life. I've never worked in a deli um, I, per se, um, but I am fluent in slicers and cold cuts. Oh, that's fun. Oh, so when we were down to your, that little punk rock weekend and Memorial Day with Ryan... Um, which was amazing. We should do more often. Um, we went to the Folly reunion show the next day, and that's true. The, that video quality is incredible. Whoever released that video is just fucking thank you, because that was so fun to watch again. I can't remember. Uh, I feel like such a shithead because I can't remember his name. Um, but about a month ago, there was a band uh, playing at the Court Tavern, and all these dudes from Long Island came out. And the sound guy from Amityville Music Hall came out, and I talked to him about it. Um, and he was like, dude, it's it's going to be awesome. We're releasing the full sets. Like, we set it up. So we did the sound straight from the board, and 
did the video separate and they got somebody putting it together right now and it's it's going to be killer and sure enough it was killer i think um his name was uh chris and tom uh it doesn't say i'm looking at the thing right now oh uh and edited by chris sweeney audio and tom I'm opening it right now. Were we at the 25th show or were we at the 24th show? Um, oh. Um, so this is this is awkward. Um, I was at both of them. Yeah, you were. Well, it says Chris Sweeney and oh, and Tom Melonowski. Well, if you know Tom sounds familiar. Either of the, but, those men did a fucking wonderful job. I'm going to have to plug that in our little intro thing because it's very rare you watch a live concert that you were at or that whatever, have been to, and then it actually sounds like an actual concert. Well, because most people just record the uh, the video and take audio from the video Ugh. and try and supplement it with recordings. But if you do it right and and record it from the board... And then record video separate, kind of like we're doing right now. <laughs> uh, it's going to sound a lot better. Well, how sick was Anthony's drum solo for uh, uh, Walter White Whale? Uh, I, I don't want to throw this word out all willy-nilly. <laughs> That's his but I'll <laughs> Anthony Willy. I'll use it. Um, the word that would perfectly describe it in my mind boner jams yeah that's boner jam worthy and which was so funny like talking with john and i i see jeff uh, enough uh, a fair amount because he's engaged to our our mutual friend amanda um but like it's just so funny how i don't think it's weird because like we all love that band so much but like when you meet them as people like they don't seem to know how good they are like they're all really talented musicians that play incredible music that we all love, and when you see him, Jeff's just like, "Hey, yeah, you know, it was a good set. We had a fun night." Well, I think um, something from my tenure at the Court Tavern that I realized: um, the cooler the person, the better the band. Yes, I, and that yes. that works adversely as well because there has been some extreme shitheads, and their music is terrible. Because you're, I don't, it, it, music is an expression of yourself, and so it comes through. So if you're genuinely a good person, it, it's going to come through in your music whether you realize it or not, which is, I mean, this might be some far out hippie shit I'm no, I, spewing right now, but, but that's generally really awesome people make really awesome music and really shitty people make really bad music but here's where it gets dicey you could you could take two people and have them play the same exact song and depending on how they are as a person you're gonna like one better which this is just a hypothesis at the at the moment but I I don't disagree. I feel like once there's a personal connection to something you like, it's yeah. I, I get it. I totally get it. 
There's a lot of bands from that time frame that I just don't think about anymore, but because of that like personal connection to the uh, Folly, I mean, I still talk about them, but like, oh my god, there was some band in New Jersey that at the time I really liked. I still might even like them. I, it just has. It's been a while, but I was thinking about it the other day. They were called No Hollywood Ending. I think they only put out like one album, but at the time, uh, time, um, they played a show with Folly in North Haven. And one of the members got in a fist fight with somebody, and then we never saw them again. And I don't know where I was going with that, but I actually don't think it was this. It wasn't even the guy who got in the fight. I think the guy was attacked. But uh, they have like a bad rap a little bit, and then, you know, I just don't think. I, I don't know. Sorry, that was a tirade that went nowhere. That's not the first time that's, that's happened on this show. Oh, no, that happens all the time. Every episode ever. <laughs> like, uh, um, all the. T- Every single derailment leads to terminus. <laughs> um, what are you listening to now? Any like? Do you still listen to like bands like you used to, or are you like kind of like me, where it's like Pandora Station, Spotify? Um, no, actually, um, ah, uh, fuck. I guess I have to face this right now. Kind of. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of snobby about about Pandora, Spotify. Good. Well, no, Spotify is different because you can listen to whole albums. Yeah. I think uh, pretty much what I've been doing is like um, I've been listening to bands that I like at the court. That's not a bad uh, bad place to start. Um. Also. It bands that I have liked for a while are putting out a ridiculous pre-order. Um, chances are I'm listening to that album for a good long time. Any examples? Um, well, uh, I just got an email for the Acacia Strains Coma Witch today. They're still around? Which, yeah. Good for them. Uh, not everybody's cup of tea, but um, I don't know. Hate makes me stronger, man. You know, um, I had a cool. I was talking to my dad about this. Um, my dad and my mom, but my dad is a huge folk music fan. So I didn't really get to grow. I didn't grow up as much with classic rock, but I kind of grew up with folk music. But like, kind of looking back, my dad always liked these artists that weren't say gigantically mainstream, but always but made their entire lives being music. Because they had their cult following, and that would pay for their records, pay for the seat, pay for the live show, pay for a shirt. I mean, and people like I don't know. I mean, I know Pete Seeger is like not the biggest of the big, but like he would even take me to see like Buffy St. Marie, which was, no one would know who that is outside of like the people in the bluegrass folk world. Like this gigantic. I have no idea who that yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. But then you can go to her show, and it would be sold out. And it, it it's kind of cool how music still exists in those fractions. Like, oh, there was, and there's stuff I, I, I'll, I'll put it, like, if I'm watching, like, Jimmy Fallon, there's, like, a, a band on, I was like, everyone knows who this is except me. Like, that happens to me a lot. Well, that's because I, I think of your ability to internet. Yes. I feel like that's a, I don't know, I feel like that's a weird common theme here at, when... It's going to continue to be a theme throughout the times that I join you on, on Let's Chat, and that's the ability to internet. My lack of ability to internet, or my I have so much ability to internet that I just look, go to the same three sites? 
I think a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I have the same thing going on. But I I find it more like pop music. Like, I won't know who the biggest pop star in the world is, but then I'll know, like, other obscure stuff. And I listen to the radio quite a lot, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that I was like, oh. I know lots of of obscure pop songs because I have a wife. (laughs) Uh, I like your wife. She's nice. I like her, too. She's pretty neat. Oh, well, um... Oh, she's not that neat, but oh, you meant and as far as like being cool, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She she is pretty cool. She brings us food. She's not neat at all. No. She like you wake up and there's just food and you're like, huh? Dan should marry her. Oh wait, already did. I need you guys to come back actually. Okay. Um, as often as possible. So that I could wake up to food. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Victoria's family doesn't live terribly far away, and I'm always all about going down there. I think we're going to probably go down there more often after we get back from Italy. We've been trying to save up our uh, time off and travel until that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've actually been trying to get out to um, one of these flea markets with my grown-up hours. Oh, no way! To see Mr. Alex? Oh yeah! Oh, you had no idea how that he would make him so happy. I bet this would be his reaction. All right, <laughs> but it would mean a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. I uh, give me your address afterwards. I owe you a there's the rub for coming on. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're good. They're like really, really good. I uh, I was unable to uh, try the only one that I've ever gotten. Well, here's your chance. Because it it was in a basket. Oh yeah. Next to nuts. Are you allergic to Full nuts? Full of nuts. Uh, the wife, deadly allergic. So throw some nuts at your wife next time I see her. No. I'm just kidding. I would never do anything to harm Melissa. Thank you. She's one I don't want to fight you, sir. We can never do anything. She's the best. <laughs> I like my wife, too. She's pretty great. Um, Melissa just gave me the thumbs up and said that she's awesome. She is. She's She's been sitting here in the living room creeping on this the whole time. Oh, God. That's, I've, I've done, that's happened to me more than once. Because like, sometimes like, if I'm doing with someone who lives far away, they're, they're very kind and let me into their apartment. But then they also have someone else who lives there. So like we record episodes and they just kind of watch. And I'm like, and they've been re- everyone's been really nice about it. But I'm always like, do I leave? Do I stay? Like, what do I do? But it's, it's kind of funny. I, uh, yeah, that actually... I don't, as far as stories that that start but don't end, um, working until 3 a.m., I said that sucked. Yeah. And she rolled her eyes at me so hard. It sounded like um, like a Hot Wheels track. <laughs> <laughs> because I like to stay up until 3 a.m., so I wanted to clarify yeah, but you're not, that working sucks. Yeah, but being up till 3 a.m. on your own time is amazing. That's right. Getting so drunk that you pee in flower pots and or on your bedroom floor. Always fun. Is amazing, but working until three a.m. sucks. It's when it's against your will. It's like maybe I want to watch TV or play video games all night. I mean, get drunk and do fun stuff. Um, we were at my. <laughs> um, you can do all all of them at once. Remember, I. Remember how drunk I was at my bachelor party? Um, 
No. No. Good. <laughs> do you? Do you? I don't know, but I think it was you or Bo or maybe someone had a video of me dancing with some black woman in a, a bar, and there was no other dancing going on. Uh, I don't. I believe I have a picture of that. I do not have the video. I gotta ask Bo for that. Did you get to meet Mr. Hubble? Uh, I haven't yet. Oh, I need. Um, and I feel bad because actually I was supposed to have Bo on this like almost a year ago, and I was doing one in Queens, and I didn't keep track of time, and it went for really long, and it was great, and then I had to get to a dinner that I was very late for, and I got someone very mad at me for, and I never got to interview Bo and McKay, but it will happen. Um, one of the many reasons we wanted to do this, though, is because you somehow, speaking of your lack of interneting, you texted me about the end of How I Met Your Mother recently, and you had not known how it ended. I did not, because I'm bad at interneting. So um, I just finished it, and I cannot stop talking about how pissed off I am, and I want to fucking rail against it. And I actually like the ending, but it wasn't the ending that I had problems with with that show, with that season. I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed because of the, mo- the emotional roller coaster that I experienced in the last five minutes of the show. Yeah. That affected me for the next two days was horseshit. Agreed. Agreed. And it would have been awesome if you had an entire season to actually feel those feelings more. Because we never knew the mother. The fucking 20 episodes of the wedding didn't matter. Like, they just made an entire season that didn't matter. I thought they, I mean, I thought that the season was was hilarious. Oh, God, why was fucking, they pulled the friends when they have, uh, instead of Aisha Tyler, they have Sherry Shepard. You know, they always add, like, a black cast member the last season. Yeah. I, I don't know that much about sitcoms. I went there. You know what really uh, pissed me off the most was that Barney's character had all this uh, character development. And then, like, he, him and Robin just divorced like that, like nothing ever happened. And they, they just erased Barney. He just went right back to who he was. And after sleeping with woman 251, he got one pregnant by accident. So I'm like, you're meaning to tell me that Barney's been having unprotected sex with over 200 women in New York in nine, over these nine years, and then he gets someone pregnant? Motherfucker would have an STD. I don't, I don't think that part even registered in my brain because it was like, oh, Barney's really MPH. And he likes dudes. Yes, he does. None of this is real. And it sucks because his husband is gorgeous and they have two beautiful children and they have a very nice life together. And he's a magician and he's a wonderful person. But, like, I don't know. I don't know if you can say magician and wonderful person in the same sentence. For Neil Patrick Harris. On a side note, that's that's kind of. You know what episode I liked a lot, which I would have liked to see more? The episode called How Your Mother Met Me, where it was the episode of The Mother. And you got to mm-hmm. see how she met Ted. I thought right. that was such a cool premise. Like, I would have liked to see that carried out through an entire season. And I wanted to learn more about the mother. And, you know, like, I I get that she died. But, like, when she died, I was like, yeah, I don't even know who this lady is. And I don't really like Robin that much. Robin Shabotsky. Like, they spent, like, two episodes explaining six years and, like, 23 episodes explaining one, uh, a three-day period. So they, I mean, I understand actors and schedules, but like, well, also think about it. You had a wedding. I did. What was that three day period like? A lot better than that. Yeah, but still, it's it's nutty. 
It is nutty, but not I, television I, season nutty. If that was season eight, that would have been fine. It was fact that for me, I get very offended by the last season because I feel like a, a good show is like landing an airplane. Like you got to stick the landing. Like Breaking Bad did a great job, and I think in time the Sopranos came around and like that was a brilliant ending. Ten years later. But no one's going to look back at the last episode of How I Met Your Mother and be like, ah, they really uh, they did a good job of that one. I mean, it, it was received so poorly that they can't they they pass. They were going to make a show called How I Met Your Father with the mother, I believe. And it was like getting ta- it was getting funding. It was getting like picked up by a network. They canceled it because of how bad the ending was. It was so bad that it ruined a future television program. Yeah. Sorry, I went on a raid. I you don't oh. No, that's fine. It was it really was bad. It was so bad. Because like it it was such an abrupt halt. I think that's really what it was where it was like okay, regardless that this entire season was spent at a wedding. That doesn't matter cuz I get divorced 3 years later. Right. Well, that's just the setting because that's where that's where the mother came into play, you know, the most. I know. So that's where that's where a lot of her stories are. Are boom right there at that wedding because there was a lot of weird coincidences. I can I'm okay with that. The part that's really fucked up is in the last episode when it's like in the last episode in the last five minutes, like it's not even. I know. It's it's not even like, oh, we're going to play out a whole episode for you. We're going to give you all of this. We're going to let you know that Ted met the perfect lady in this weird, weird fucking weekend. And their whole life came together and we wound up here. And then last five minutes, uh, she got sick. Now, when she got sick, you still had two minutes where it was like, well, what happened to her? What happened to her? Oh, yeah, she's dead. Go date Robin. And why do they call what? her Aunt Robin? And here. That's what she's been called the, the entire time. But he, here, here's the thing. Uh, they, they filmed that last scene with the two kids in season one. So I guess their argument can be made that they, or someone might argue that they were like lashed to Shefford. They didn't know what to do. Incorrect. They knew that this was going to be the intent of the show since season one. They had nine fucking seasons to get to this fucking amazing moment. And everything you said is just right. And when your mother got sick, she died and she doesn't matter anymore. They had nine seasons to tell this great story. And like, it's only wanted to know is a little bit about the woman in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> is that so wrong to ask? Oh, why did they have to fuck it up? Because I really like that show. I... I I didn't watch it at first, and my fr- and uh, the Riley sisters turned me on to it, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty good." And then one like those bastard those Riley sisters, and then I fucking like binge watched the shit out of it. Like, this is so funny. It's such a different take on the modern sitcom, and like, I like a sitcom. I don't care. I fucking love a good sitcom, and I love when they're done right. And there's some episodes that are just fucking will make you laugh. Some will make you cry. And I think the heart of that show was just gone. I feel like they're all on autopilot, and they're just like, whatever. Get that dollar. Well, I mean, now that you brought up that fact, I I didn't know that that was filmed in the first season. Yeah, because the kids are the same age. Those. That's 
That's ridiculous. So they, um, I, I, I read a lot about this stuff on Split Cider. Yeah. So the kids, um, were signed to some like non-disclosure agreement, and they filmed that when they, whenever they, you see those two kids on the couch, they filmed all that in the first year. So they had to plan out all the way out with the kids stuff. I'm sure there's some like movie magic that they had worked on. But so the ending had been played out. Maybe they had alternate takes. So there could, you know, there's always that. I'm sure they were smart. But there's always a version where his mother was going to die, and the idea is it's a story about how he, how he ends up with Robin. But we don't even see that story. We don't even know what happens next. Is all we know is that Ted makes another grab for Aunt, Ro- for Aunt Robin. What if she rejects him for the millionth fucking time? Like, no one knows what happens next. Like, wouldn't it be cool if that was an episode and the next episode explained what happened to all of them forever? Like, maybe him and Robin get together and get remarried and Ted finds happiness. But no, we're left knowing that Ted is now hitting on his fucking aunt who had never worked in the past and maybe it works now. Well, actually, well, let me ease some of that pain. That explanation helped me um, because of the way they did the ending. I no longer give a shit. Yeah, that that was a, that happens. was a lot of it too. Uh, you know what? I kind of this is just more of a personal thing. So, and I, but it, it would have been kind of cool if they fa- if they turned the camera around. It was Bob Saget. I thought that would have been kind of cool. Well, it probably costs a lot to get Bob Saget on camera. Yeah, but it just voiceover work is cheap. Yes, uh, I actually. Yeah, but man, like. It's too- also something we're experiencing right now. Yes, <laughs> and, like I, I don't know, and that's, I, and you're not someone who like really gets too invested in the shows like nearly as much as I do. I was surprised to hear that you were a big Himium fan until the last season. I mean, it, 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 it was something that was always kind of funny. It was, I don't know. I always wanted, I don't know. The playbook was was ridiculous. Oh, it was great. Where it was always like, what what are the most ridiculous things they're going to have Barney do this season? And that's really that's really all I wanted to know. Oh, I know. I, I actually like to pretend that it was uh, Jason Segel was actually Nick Andopoulos from Freaks and Geeks. And he had grown up to marry Lily Aldrin. But that was just my weird little fantasy. Yeah, I liked Barney. And I think because he was gay I, in real life, I, I liked him even more. If he was actually that kind of guy, I might not have liked it. But the fact that, you know, Neil Patrick Harris was gay, there's a hint of irony with it. And it was amazing. And I didn't really like Ted that much. I didn't like Robin that much. But I loved Marshall and Lily and um, Ted. Uh, I loved all the episodes. Like, the non-linear storytelling aspect of the show was fun. And I would love when they would show, like, um, Barney's bachelor party. Like, it was one of the best episodes. When they throw him the worst bachelor party. Yeah. That's fucking with Ralph Macchio. Oh, yeah. And, like, Slapsgiving. And, then, oh. and it's, I know. It sucks because I feel like. This, mm. I think the what it was was, like, a level of suspense now that you, you bring up Slapsgiving. Um, I feel like even the last slap was horseshit. Yeah. Who slaps their groom right before they get married? Well, I mean, that's kind of funny. But that's true. That's true. Aside from that point, like. All of them are epic. And then, boom. That's it. I'm free. Oh, yeah. Mom's dead. Aunt Robin's cool. Whatever. Go fuck your aunt is what they said. Go, go. Wait. No, they weren't related. You're making, you're making it sound I'm fully aware like they're, they're not related, related, but you shouldn't be calling someone that you used to sleep with your aunt. That's weird. 
No, no, the kids aren't. Yeah, I know. They didn't sleep with her, but Ted used to sleep with her, and he tells them all about the sex they had. Yeah, that's fucking Which weird. Which is fine. I mean, those poor kids. But I don't know. They just... They they could have done so much more. I, I, I don't know. It's, it is too bad. I do want to go to McLaren's, though. And that's a real bar. I don't know if it's called McLaren's, but uh, the guys who created the show, I think it's uh, Carter Bay and Craig Thomas. Used to, they were Letterman writers, and they worked for Letterman, and they used to hang out at some bar, and that's where it came from. You, you know, um, sorry, I just reminded myself of something that I would have liked. There was a couple of good mo- scenes and uh, episodes where, uh, towards the end, I feel like the last five episodes were like the spirit of the show. But it showed something very relatable to uh, my to me and probably a lot of people, like what it's like to get older and like hit your thirties. I'm I just turned thirty, but they're like late thirties, and all of a sudden those friends that you hang out with every night at the bar, you just you don't do that. You can't afford it. You have kids. Like people move away. Like I feel that way with like you and like Bo and all our, our group of friends. Like we don't see each other as like we get to like we used to. Like we won't just all like let's drive really far to go see this concert because. We're, you know, it's hard. It's fucking hard to do that shit. And I think that was such a great theme that they could have touched upon through the entire season of, like, this is what actually happens when you get old. You don't see the people you want to see nearly as much, and it turns in, and you get to an age where it's, like, weddings and funerals. And sadly for, like, you and I, it was a lot of funerals for our friends because of, you know, it sucks. But it's just true. What's kind of, it, I mean, it's kind of, kind of sweet where it's, like, it's, it's reversed. So right now we're kind of in the Oreo center of weddings. Yes, that that's been really nice. Like uh, my wedding years coming up, uh, Amanda's, and it's it's fucking great. It's I like the weddings a lot more, and I I like like that Lily wanted to keep the friends together. Like all of a sudden Robin just disappears, and they don't see Robin anymore. I'm like that's so true. Like I've had friends where I just didn't like their girlfriend, and then like as much as I always said that would never affect my relationship with someone, that shit does. I don't know why, but it really does. It's, man, I wish, honestly, if I could go back and redo How I Met Your Mother, I would say do it in 12 episodes. Do a la- one last season, 12 solid episodes. Uh, I was going to say, like, the, the kind of, like, we can't really travel anymore. You know, it's really hard to do. It's something I was, I was actually thinking about um, because, um, so my buddy Rob, who I've known the longest out of all of my friends, probably since I think I was I was thirteen. Um, damn, that's that's a long time, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but he lives about twenty minutes away from me, and. Um, he's been, he's been moving around. He's been at school in Boston. He moved to London for a while, but every time he comes home, I'll go and pick him up. And, you know, with all the moving around, he doesn't have a car. So go and get him. And every time it's like, man, this trip gets longer. It's, it's like a, it's a 40 minute round trip each time. But now, like, as as we get older, like, that's something that you think about. Because, you know, I just, we used to do stuff. We used to go, fuck it. Let's go to Connecticut for the weekend. 
what do you have work what no i mean yeah i'll call out but let's go but like even if everybody had the weekend off for some weird reason it didn't matter like let's drive six hours doesn't matter and then turn around and go home the same night because you don't want to pay for a hotel i know it's i think some of that is lost i think it makes sense i I one time spent more money than i should have and took a train to new york city to meet with uh i won't use their name someone that we both know to go up to Syracuse and spend a week in LeBeau. Why? I'm so glad I did. It was a fucking amazing weekend. Or the first time, when I first met you, I was, uh, I stayed on Bo's couch for a week in, New, in North Brunswick. Or New Brunswick. I forgot what town. I would never do that right now. That would never happen. Like, fuck, if we're going to hang out with like a group of friends, I need like an itinerary. I have to know there's food. I have to have the sleeping arrangements and like shit to do. I have to clear it with like whatever. I have to make sure certain bills are paid. And then you have to like, I don't know. There's just a lot. Thank you so much for doing this. Let's do this again. Even if we don't record, it's just nice talking to you. One of the, the, one of the many reasons to start the show is like to make new friends and reconnect with old ones. 